Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, producer of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Thorne, an Outcasting youth participant. On this edition, Outcaster Amelie considers the way that Disney treats LGBTQ representation in its movies. Outcaster Chris reads. In recent years, Disney has tried to market its movies as LGBTQ inclusive. For four movies, the live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and Solo A Star Wars Story, there was the promise of LGBTQ representation. The directors of two of the movies even talked in interviews about how important it was to them that LGBTQ people be represented in the movies. But actually, in three of the films, the representation turned out to be exclusively gay, which is very notably not the only thing in LGBTQ. It lasts for a few seconds at most, involves only minor characters, and can be edited out of the movie without affecting the story in any way. In fact, in China, a country where LGBTQ content might cause a movie to not be released at all, the scenes with gay content were altered or taken out completely. This is not real representation. For one thing, it's not even in the version of the movie that much of the audience is going to see. For another, the gay characters are background characters, without depth and a story, and often not even named in the movie itself. This isn't LGBTQ representation. It's merely making a begrudging acknowledgement that gay people exist. One of the movies I mentioned, Solo, A Star Wars Story, is an interesting exception to the rule. The marketing for the other movies I mentioned was incredibly vague on what LGBTQ representation actually was, but for this movie, the writers, and the actor playing the character of Lando Calrissian, said in interviews before the movie was released that the character of Lando, a fan favorite, is pansexual. This wasn't just some background representation. This was a real character that people actually care about, confirmed to be LGBTQ. That sounds good, but it turned out there is almost no indication in the movie that the character actually is pansexual. He's in an implied relationship with a female robot. Pansexual people can certainly be in a straight relationship, but the fact is that unless you had read the interviews, you would never have thought that he was anything but straight. This type of press about movies rarely gets translated and makes it to places like China, so for viewers who had never seen the interviews, as would be the case in China and elsewhere, the character Lando Calrissian is straight. This example is even more interesting than it seems on the surface, because when reading the interviews with the writers of the movie where they confirmed that Lando was pansexual, one of them lets slip a very interesting quote. I would have loved to have gotten a more explicitly LGBT character into this movie. I think it's time, certainly, for that. What this implies, at least in this case, is that at least some of the people creating these movies want to have real, substantial, LGBTQ representation in them, and somebody above them in the company has decided, for whatever reason, that it couldn't be there. Since there's no official confirmation of this policy, we can only guess at what the reason is, but it's worth mentioning that the same month that the promised LGBTQ representation in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker turned out to only last two seconds, Disney was airing a cartoon called Star Wars Resistance, which will never be released in China, and actually does feature a gay couple as prominent and named characters. Regardless of whether China is the cause, the fact is that in its marketing, Disney claims that these movies contain LGBTQ representation, and then puts in the absolute minimum amount to technically qualify 
removing it for certain audiences, and at least in one case, actively preventing writers from properly including representation in their movies. To Disney, representation isn't about giving LGBTQ people a chance to see a little more of themselves in the movies, it's just another buzzword used to promote their movies. Just how little they care about LGBTQ representation is evident when they delete the LGBTQ content when faced with even the slightest bit of resistance, just to be able to make more money by releasing their movies in China. Representation of LGBTQ people in the movies and other media is important because it helps young LGBTQ people develop and become comfortable with their identity in a society that often rejects them. Disney is apparently willing to acknowledge that gay people exist, but only lets them exist on the fringes of the stories being told. The minimal representation in these movies is sending a message to LGBTQ kids that it's okay to be LGBTQ, just as long as you tailor your presence and make sure that all the straight people are okay with it. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime, a feature from Outcasting, public reuse LGBTQ youth program. Outcasting Overtime is a production of Media for the Public Good based in New York. Our executive producer is Mark Sofas. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and outcasting overtime. Thanks, and thanks for listening.